You're listening to Hockey Prospect Radio on Sirius XM NHL Network Radio. Here's Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. We're back on Hockey Prospect Radio, powered by Junior Prospect Hockey League, Western Canada's newest developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level at juniorprospecthockeyleague.com. We're speaking with Mike McMahon, College Hockey Insider. Read his substack. It's a must-read every week. As well, he's a senior writer for the College Hockey News. We're talking about college hockey prospects this week. Let's start with Cutter Goche, Boston College. And I think one of the really interesting factors with Cutter going back to BC this year, which I think was the right decision for him and his development, is the fact that he gets to be the man. Yes, the big three came in from the U.S. National Program, and they're all on the same line. But the fact of the matter is, when it hits the fan, and it does... Cutter's the guy that you send over the boards as the sentiment to take care of all the heavy lifting. And if you watch BC games early, you saw that they use Cutter to insulate the young line, the kid line, because he's bigger, stronger, faster, meaner, and more, you know, defensively responsible and a leader in that respect. And I think his, not only his numbers reflect that, but I think his game away from the puck reflects that. And all the heavy lifting he did, particularly in the defensive zone, neutral zones, taking on different assignments until the other guys got their feet wet. Is that what you saw from your perspective? Yeah, it is. And it's interesting, too, because we're talking about a guy that has 12 goals, right? And, yeah. And you almost, I don't, you almost don't even want to focus on that, as, as impressive as that is. It's been his play off the puck. It's been his play as a leader, which, again, like, I think you saw at times last year, at least I did, like there were times where it looked like he wanted to take on that role, but it's hard to do as a freshman, especially when you have some senior guys on that team. 100%. They had a, a guy like Marshall Warren who transferred to Michigan State as a grad student. They had a lot of older players, and they still do now. But it's harder as a freshman to take on that leadership role. Even as a sophomore, it can be more difficult, but when you're a guy at his position and you're arguably the best player on the team, it's a little easier to be like, hey, guys, I'm driving this bus a little bit here. And I think we've seen more of that this year, uh, and, I, and I agree with you. I think he's made that transition for those younger players easier. I think he's a guy that when the game's on the line, you want on the ice because of his ability to impact things in all three zones. Yeah, and he's a bigger body that can handle, yeah. like, because, look, we talk about it all the time. It's great to have these young superstar freshmen come in but then when you're playing these bigger, heavier, meaner teams that we've talked about, like you get into the Merrimacks and the Providences, and may, they may not be as skilled as a collective group, but they play, you know, a really solid game, right? And a really heavy. hard game. Yeah, heavy yeah. game in that respect. And I think that's really makes a difference from that standpoint. So, And, and like, he's ahead of the curve too. Like yeah. he's at a point in, in, in that standpoint that we usually see players as they enter their junior year and their senior year, he's doing it entering his sophomore year. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's why I think, you know, it's really intriguing for me to see, oh, I, you know, he's going to go back to the world juniors, you know, he's going to be able to help, help that team and the Americans, you know, we haven't done our preview and we won't for a few weeks, but I think based on the players they could bring, they're going to be the favorite and he's going to be one of the headliners for that as well. So, you know, interesting to see what, he continues to do after world juniors and get down, down the stretch run. Let's talk about another player in Dylan Duke, Tampa Bay draft pick, you know, a later round pick for, you know, sort of mid later round pick fourth round, you know, Tampa Bay lightning, uh, Michigan Wolverine. 
and now he's in his third year. So he's in his junior year. And I think it was really important for him. There was a lot of other players around Michigan that were like more highly profile. And I think it was really important for Dylan to get the opportunity to be more of a man and take more of a prominent role. And I think certainly because, you know, 18 points in 16 games, he's done that. And he was a guy who needed to come back and play that third year. I thought last year he had a really good, he had a really good season. And I think this is some, you know, an opportunity for him to play a bigger role in a lot of different situations. Yeah. And you know, it's funny too. I felt like he emerged towards the end of last year. Yeah, I mean, he was a guy that was playing really well in the NCAA tournament as they were going into the frozen four, had a couple of big goals in the playoffs, had a goal against Minnesota in the playoffs in the big 10 tournament. Uh, I think he had a goal against Colgate. I mean, they, they had a lot of goals against Colgate. Michigan did in that NCAA tournament game, but he had a couple of points in that game too. Uh, played really well, even you know against Quinnipiac in their semifinal game. I don't think he ended up on the score sheet there, but still played a good hard game. And he really emerged as the games got to be their most difficult last year, which was important and also said something about, it was almost kind of a precursor to the year that he's having, uh, especially yes. now that his role's expanded with some of those guys that have graduated and moved on. Yeah, no, and for him, you know, he's in a with a really good organization in Tampa Bay. Obviously, they understand how to develop players. And yes, you know, with the NCAA regulations, they don't get obviously the same time they would with junior players or European players. But, they, you know, they certainly talk to him and keep tabs on him and watch his games and do evaluations. And, you know, he's not the biggest guy, but Tampa Bay's not worried about that in terms they're really looking for intelligent players who play with pace and are hard to play against. And you can be hard to play against when you're not big. It's like, are yeah. you like consistently, you know, attacking, you know, attacking the player? Like you can just go after pucks, go after, you know, on the back check, you know, be relentless, high pace. And like that just, you know, you look at a guy like Todd Marchand. Was he a big, big guy? But no, but man, he was like great speed and just relentless. So, you know, I'm not saying Duke's going to be exactly like that, but it's just sometimes you get caught in thinking, oh, you know, if you're going to play, you have to play a certain style to be like tough to play against. And you don't necessarily have to be in that respect. So curious to see what Dylan Duke's going to do, um, you know, through the rest of the season. And he's a 20 year old, so you won't be able to get back to, you know, go to the world juniors. But again, but I think he's going to be a real catalyst for Michigan down the stretch. Let's talk about Lane Hudson. And honestly, I think if he was drafted in a smaller NHL market, like say Nashville or Columbus or Arizona, I don't think you would hear the hype about him, but because he's been drafted by the Montreal Canadiens and the, and the Canadian <laughs> media has got a hold of him, um, it's been utterly relentless in that respect. So yes, offensively brilliant in many respects. And once again, has over a point of game as a defenseman, you know, and I think it was necessary for him to come back. I think it might even be better for him to come back for a third year. And I, I know a lot of people, thing. yeah, a lot of people say, Oh no, he should come out, but I'm not interested in whether he's special offensively. I'm interested in whether he can be special defensively because mm -hmm. you're going to have to defend in the NHL and you look at smaller defensemen, that are really successful, the Sam Gerrards, uh, you know, the Jared Spurgeons, um, you know, Matt Grizzlicks, you know, he's going to have to take a page out of those guys' playbook. Otherwise, 
because offense simply just isn't enough. Because how often do you have the puck in the NHL? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's smaller defensemen like, you know, you know, Hughes, but, you know, in Vancouver, but, you know, how many defensemen are like that? So, yeah. you know, that's something that we have to really think about. And, you know, I think the emphasis for him this year is really what can I do defensively? Because the offense is just going to come anyway. Like he's going to be a point of game defenseman easily, easily. Mm-hmm. Right. Easily. And then yeah. easy. And then get a chance to go play in the world juniors, which I think is going to be another great opportunity for him as well. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing with him is just size and strength. You know, when, when we're talking about the D zone stuff, it's really it's size and strength. Cause he's not a big guy. Like you pointed out, uh, if, if there is an area where he has to grow, it's those battles along the boards. It's the ability to dig out pucks, win those one-on-one battles against a guy who's six two two twenty, who might outweigh him by forty pounds and have three four inches on him. Offensively, he's going to score plenty of points. I mean, there, I'm, I don't know in, geez, almost not to date myself here, but almost twenty years that I've seen a defenseman in college hockey with the ability to get the puck through traffic as good as Lane Hudson. And uh, there's been a maybe, lot of good defensemen yeah, that have come through college hockey. Maybe, yeah, maybe. It's the deceptiveness he has at the blue line when the puck's on his stick is impressive. He gets more pucks through than almost anybody I've ever seen. Uh, it, the one area where he really needs to grow, and it's not that he's bad defensively because he's got quick feet. He can cover a lot of ground. Good to stick. me, it's just size and strength. You know, he's yeah. got a good, it's strength in front of the net because as he progresses, whether it's in the American League or, or certainly in the NHL, those guys are going to be even bigger and even stronger than what he's facing now. So uh, that's the area where he needs to grow the most. I think he recognizes that too. Uh, It's a big reason why I'm sure he's back. And it's a big reason why I think I agree with you. I think even him coming back for a a third year is not out of the question. hundred percent. So I'm curious to see what he does in the world juniors. And then obviously through the stretch run after Christmas, but once again, Mike, thank you very much for coming on the show. Great insight on the college prospects. Look forward to talking to you next week. Sounds good. Thanks. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back right after these messages. Every play, every stat, every breakdown. On their own, they're essential. But all together, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat, a new advanced data platform that integrates with sports code and every Huddle product you rely on to create an all-in-one data powerhouse. Huddle Instat's advanced tagging and next-level stat reports help you develop your team, and its global film library helps you find the missing piece to get the most out of every second of film. Visit huddle.com backslash HPR to learn more. The Junior Prospect Hockey League is Western Canada's newest elite developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level. The JPHL features professional coaches and skill development coaches, along with comprehensive practice, game, and academic schedule, allowing athletes to be successful in a more cost-effective model compared to similar hockey and school programs. To learn more and see why the JPHL is the ideal choice for your student-athlete and family, visit JuniorProspectsHockeyLeague.com. Fractal Hockey Consulting. Everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo in hockey. We believe in thinking differently. We provide interdisciplinary solutions that are personally designed, simple to use, and user-friendly. Through an integrated series of best business practices, and we design solutions for both hockey operations and hockey business operations. Contact us at fractalhockey.com. Outside Edge has built a reputation for guiding hockey players toward their potential and provides on- and off-ice development programs for hockey players. 
Outside Edge Hockey Development operates all programs on the philosophy of quality over quantity. Our strength, skills and mental coaches understand the demands of the game and use this knowledge to develop strength, speed and energy systems so our athletes can reach their potential. The Outside Edge programming features KPI-based strength and conditioning programs, skating and skill development sessions for pro, junior, midget, phantom and peewee. Contact us today at outsideedge.ca.